Hello and welcome to the State of Energy. I'm Rand DeWitt, along with a man whose business card reads, I'll call you. <laughs> he is the most interesting man in the world. Tom Clark, Executive wow. Director of Rocky Mountain Propane Association, with all the wisdom the world can handle. How's it going? It's going great. You survived the hurricane? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. We <laughs> That was... You know, Palm Springs, they had a little, you know, issues out there. But, I mean, it, it, we had worse storms over the winter. And we knew that it wasn't going to be bad when Disneyland did not close and the NFL decided to play their football game right in the middle. We got a little bit of rain here, which we needed anyway. Because, uh, you know, we're in the desert. We needed the water. Yeah. Uh, but it, they really, I feel like this was kind of blown a little bit out of proportion as a as a global warming enthusiast uh activist yeah i don't know well, i don't know whatever you want to call I, dude, it but the people are it, using it really blew climate it out of change proportion. for everything oh my oh, yeah. god look at the traffic today climate change oh yeah oh my god <laughs> look at my hair today look at the grace climate change but we oh, are boy. presented by the incredibly awesome products at mopeka mopeka we have to have them back on Mo Pika Project. They're going to be at our event next week, so maybe we can get them on. Propane Palooza is coming. So uh, right. you want to set the stage for that? It's going to be uh, in the greater Salt Lake area. And what's going to happen, Tom? Oh, man, we're going to have a good time. We're, well, we, we've got a lot of stuff going on that week. Uh, we've got some great speakers coming. We've got a golf tournament. We're going to raise some money for our scholarship uh, foundation. It's it's our It's going to be a... A good meeting. So if you're coming to that, uh, we'll see you there. If not, uh, you were you would have wished you were there. Yes, uh, there's going to be a uh, lot of hydration. Let's put it that way. <laughs> It'll be a lot of hydration. And uh, folks, we want you encourage you to investigate the folks at Mopeka uh, because they provide award-winning and patented sonar, mobile, cloud-based services, along with solutions that can help all liquid-based firms, including propane, butane, water, and other liquid commodities, like beer even. That's a whole other story. Uh, and it helps you ma uh, better manage existing volumes and streamline supply chain management. So they can uh, help you out if you've got a residential 20-pound uh, container at home for your RV or your grill, or they can go up to like 90,000 gallon tanks. It's pretty cool. It's got, it's a pretty cool little device. It can even fit on your little barbecue tank. And in fact, my wife notified me today that I'm going to have to cook a steak for dinner. And uh, I went on my app just to make sure I had enough propane in my tank. And sure enough, I do. And uh, so we're gonna have some we're gonna have some steaks tonight. Yeah, and it also can let you know how much beer is in your mug. I'll try that. <laughs> it, it can. This is I'm not even joking. It does. All right, so at Mopeka, it's accuracy above everything. Check them out at M-O-P-E-K-A dot com. That's Mopeka dot com. And check us out on Instagram at the State of Energy. Also, uh, the State of Energy dot com, where you can check out past episodes, where to buy button uh, in case you need propane. Um, also, past shows, rebates, anything else that we should encourage people to go check out at the State of Energy dot com. Well, mostly just all, all the past shows and the links to the information that we're talking about. Because we do bring we do bring some pretty cool information uh, to light that, that people might not have known about. So if you want to, if you hear it on the show and you're like, oh, man, I'd like to learn more about that, go to the State of Energy and you'll you'll find all those links on every episode that we've ever done. Thestateofenergy.com. And again, we want to start off with our thoughts, prayers, and as many positive vibes as possible for the people of Maui. Um, you know, we try to look for good news. Apparently the banyan tree is hanging on. 
it's hanging on. They got the world-class botanist out there saving the banyan tree. Well, yeah, that, that's, that is good. I'm, I'm glad, you know, there's, uh, it, that's over and, and they're starting to, uh, do whatever real rebuilding process that, that they're, that they're doing right now. I seen some propane trucks out delivering fuel in uh, Maui. So I'm hoping that, uh, propane is there to save the day to, to, get you some hot water, get you some cooking and get you some electric uh, electricity. Cause there's some rumors out there that some of these fires, um, well fires all over the country are being started by overloaded transformers. Just too much, too much, uh, activity on the grid. There's just, there's just a lot of demand and the heat is creating a lot of different problems, uh, from vehicle charging to air conditioning at your house. There's just too much demand on this grid that's overloaded and old, and it's it's causing some serious fires. And I, I don't know if this is going to come back to that. I, I highly doubt, even if they found any evidence of that, that they would even let you know. Uh, just, you know, it would just be way too controversial for that. But uh, keep, keep that in mind. I, I think that there's too many people that are going to know I mean, they may try to have whatever the first story is, just wait for a day. <laughs> it'll be, it'll play, it'll be played down for sure. Now, well, it, you know what, this, this leads for the, to show the importance of uh, utilizing propane homes. Yeah, that's right. Do you like that transition? I like that transition. You know, we're, we're, we've been talking about this propane showcase house that we've been uh, working on for, it's been quite a project. We, we we built one of them already in Twin Falls, Idaho. We showcased it, unfortunately, with COVID that, that we, we really had a limited uh, visibility on that one. So after we came out of that mess, we decided to redo this project in Utah in the Bear Lake area. And boy, what a challenge it is to try to build a home post-COVID. And it's it's there's just so many costs that have risen from uh, constru- on the construction side. It's, it's been really hard to find uh, everything from the initial designer to uh, contractors that will give us bids to uh, the land itself. And, and now that we've we decided on an on a actual plan, we went out and got bids on this thing and they were crazy expensive. And this, we're talking a small house. I'm, we're 1,200 square foot uh, living space with a small 600 foot unfinished basement garage area that it shouldn't have been the amount that these prices came in at. I'm talking outrageous. So we, we were like, wow, we got to go back to the drawing board. I can't, I can't imagine somebody be able to, to afford a $700,000 house that's only 1,200 square feet of living space. So uh, we went back to the drawing board and have been focusing really hard on, on trying to figure out how to build an affordable, energy-efficient home. And we ran across a guy in southern Utah called uh, the Zip Kit Homes. Very cool stuff. Yeah, really cool. Zipkithomes.com. Z-I-P-K-I-T homes.com. Yeah, so th- this guy, and, and, and the funny story here was we were driving to uh, St. George over the weekend uh, on a little personal trip, and we passed this house in Cedar City, Utah. That's like a model home. And my wife says, hey, that looks like the the little house that you're trying to build up in Bear Lake. And we, like, yeah, it really does. It's really close, really similar looking footprint. So I contact the guys and, and it was, um, these guys are like backed by the uh, the prophet guy. You know, the guy that uh, on the show, the prophet, what's that guy's name? Nostradamus. Uh, 
You know, anyway, there's a show called The Prophet and that yeah, guy. Yeah, I, I know who you're talking I can't about. I don't know his, his name, name now. Anyway. Find out. Okay, you 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 Google that. Anyway, so I'm looking at I'm looking at these plans. I'm like this this guy builds Marcus Lemonis. There you go. He he's backing these guys uh, in some shape or form. There's some videos on it you can watch. But anyway, this this guy in Cedar City builds these houses in a kit and puts them on a semi truck and ships them to your location and then assembles them all within a couple days. And all you have to do is, is do the infrastructure part. You you still got a lot of work to do. You still got to do the foundation and uh, a whole bunch of finishing work, but the cost savings was like half of what we were looking at to build a custom home. And he's, and he makes these super uh, efficient too. So it's a a smaller footprint, uh, super affordable, super fast to build. The, the problem is he's out six months for these jobs, which is great for us because here comes winter anyway. So we can get, right. we can get all of our permitting done. We can get our foundation poured this spring. And I think we're going to, this is, this is the way we're going. And this is going to be a great little showcase home to show people how to build an energy efficient, affordable home using propane to run all of your major appliances and reduce your electric demand on the grid, which will which will ultimately help everybody because we know what can happen when you have way too much demand on the grid. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this this house is going to be really cool, and and I hope uh, this is the solution that we you know this is the one that's going to work for us because I'm telling you what it has been a real struggle to try to to try to build uh, this this project home over the last couple of years. Yeah, and uh, this is something that we've been talking about on the state of energy. Uh, Back to season one. So if you want to go to thestateofenergy.com and check out our past shows, you can uh, check out Tom Stradamus and his prediction of how these types of homes are going to change the future. Well, the, not, we're not really trying. I mean, we're not trying to change anything crazy. And, and, but but the, the real problem is when housing gets so expensive and you're, start, you're, you're uh, trying to make a decision on what are you going to cut out of your of your build because the price is just is just too much. Right. We start to think about you know the energy efficiencies of of high efficiency windows and uh, uh, appliances and water heaters. For- Who needs a bathroom? <laughs> Well, who needs a kitchen? The the things that you do is you start to cut back, and it's really easy to cut back on uh, the energy efficiency side of things because those are it is expensive to make an energy efficient home, right? And and that's why we we really want to focus on affordability and efficiency, and really reduce your your cost for your energy for this home, and reduce your your demand on the grid. That guy with uh, the big brain and all the smarts, he's Tom Clark, Executive Director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association. My name is Randy Witt, and we are always online at thestateofenergy.com. And uh, something that uh, will make these propane homes even more amazing uh, is some research that you sent me. Research a story at a lab manager. Research leads to groundbreaking green propane production method. Now, a paper recently published in Nature Energy, based on pioneering research done by Mohamed Asadi, assistant professor of chemical engineering at Illinois Tech, um, reveals a promising breakthrough in green energy, which is an electrolyzer device capable of converting carbon dioxide into propane in a matter which is both scalable and economically viable. 
And we all know that propane is clean. Isn't this the coolest thing we've heard yeah. in, in, in a while? We've been talking about renewable propane uh, for a long time. We've, we've talked about yeah, the- Orbex, give us a call sometime. <laughs> yeah. Like your marketing arm for the United States. Orbex is using renewable propane to launch rockets. Yeah. Uh, but there's renewable propane sources- uh, but you need some type of feedstock for it. So the, we've talked about the camelina weed that's grown up in Montana. They're they're creating renewable propane. We've talked about digester gases that are being used to make renewable propane. But this this device this is pretty cool. And if you go to the to their website uh, on that Illinois Tech, it shows the device. That I, it looks like they're getting ready to actually manufacture this device. It, it takes uh, the carbon dioxide. It goes through some uh, cathode a- membrane and anode with some water inlet and water outlet and out comes propane. Mm-hmm. I don't know how this thing works. I'm sure it's, uh, it's su- you know, super high tech, but uh, we need to get this guy on the phone, this this uh, professor or, or this. Professor Asadi. Yeah, I reached out to him over at uh, Illinois Tech. I uh, just reached out to him today, so hopefully he'll join us on an upcoming episode of the State of Energy. And th- this is this is going to create a renewable propane uh, that's it fits the whole agenda of trying to get to this net zero greenhouse gas. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, we're taking CO two and converting in, into propane. That that's that's the whole that's the whole gas that everybody's trying to get get around is the the CO two emissions. So this is going to be. Uh, this is going to be amazing. I I can't wait to learn more about it and see this thing in action. But it just goes to show you that you know propane, even though it is over a hundred years old, the advancements in technology is is going to leap us forward faster than any other energy source out there. I mean, we hear all the time in the news about cold fusion and this and that, but that that doesn't actually really exist and and the the cost and the uh the actual implementation of that is just way way outside of the box and this type of stuff that we're talking about here today with this illinois tech guy has has produced this is real this is stuff that can actually happen it's going to be affordable it's going to produce us a a clean fuel um, by using the gas that we're trying to get out of the atmosphere anyway. Yeah, Assistant Professor Asadi said, making renewable chemical manufacturing is really important. It's the best way to close the carbon cycle without losing the chemicals we currently use daily. Common sense. <laughs> I looked Asadi at, for president. I, at first, when I, when I read this, I was like, Illinois Tech. Have I, is this even a real school or is this just like somebody's apartment building somewhere, right? No, no, it's real. And I think, I think we have to say Illinois. Adding the S, I think, is a faux pas. It's no. not Illinois? Is that a, is that a, that it's a Utah thing then? All right. Illinois. Is that the way you do it? Yeah. Okay. How do we say things in Wyoming? Because uh, <laughs> Senator Barrasso is uh, fire, firing it off right now. He is. Wyoming a, is, a, is a big producer of energy. Yeah. I mean, it's an energy hub for the whole nation and people don't realize that and failing to utilize Wyoming's abundant energy. It's, it's just, it makes us more reliable on foreign countries, which doesn't work out. Well, just saying Russia. Wyoming is a, is a massive producer of, of energy, clean energy, like propane and natural gas. They also have a, a big role in the coal industry as well. 
and, and we we cannot produce all of this electricity that that we're asking everybody to switch over to uh, with just wind and solar. We have to have some type of other fuel source to create the electricity because electricity is not a fuel. You need the fuel to create the electricity. Electricity, exactly. Do you want to do the disclaimer or should I? Well, I mean, you're pretty good at it, but I, I think I think we both I think everybody understands that's ever listened to our show that we need electricity just to produce this show. If you're listening to this show, you're using electricity, and we we know that that's a, an important part of life is is to use electricity. But as people are shoving this out of our lives, the the they're or shoving electricity into our lives and trying to make decisions on are we going to use propane are we going to use gas are we going to use natural gas or are we going to be forced to use electricity we we seem to forget about where that electricity comes from yeah a lot of it comes from wyoming with coal and that's the whole thing i think we talked about this i think uh, is it oregon that i believe says that we produce the cleanest energy in the world but we import trillions of tons of coal 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 to get uh, the electric power but what they produce locally is clean yeah, that's that's a that's a big problem, and we've talked about uh, coal mines all over the place. We've talked about the one up in Coal Strip, uh, Montana, that yeah. that feeds a thousand miles of of electric lines all the way to Seattle, and Seattle can say, oh, all of our electricity is produced here in the state is clean. Well, yeah, but you you forget about all the, or you don't forget about it. You just shove you know you shove this under the rug you sweep this under the rug about all the electricity that you come that comes a thousand miles away in coal strip the same thing in wyoming with the with that massive uh, jim bridger coal plant up in uh, the rollins area over there there's a there's Was that a that giant, picture you sent me you sent me a yeah, picture of that it place. is Huge. it is a massive coal mine uh and power plant and all that electricity is is exported out out of the state and if, as we try to clean up our energy sources, that that those are that's a target, and everybody knows that you just can't cut these guys off, or else we won't have any electricity to continue great shows like ours. Wow, that was well done. That was the way to bring that back and tee it right up to the state of energy. Find out more about how propane can improve your life by going to thestateofenergy.com. And uh, you know, we're talking about uh, the senator from. Uh, uh, Wyoming, Senator Barrasso, and he's voicing his concern about reckless spending uh, by the Biden administration. He's re- and also referenced a famous phrase used by Bill Clinton, uh, saying that uh, from the perspective of the American people, the overarching concern now is inflation. He emphasized that the need to curb inflation is of utmost important. And, uh, you know, he's uh, proposing a solution that is, you know, just use American resources to get us out of where we're at while we continue to evolve cleaner and cleaner energies. And we know that cleaner energy is evolving. Yeah. We just, we just talked about it with the Illinois tech that that's a, that, that is, that's coming, but we just, we can't just cut it off right now. We, we have to have these resources and we, we can't be, um, we can't be tightening up the way we get these resources or else we're all going to be in, in a lot of trouble financially because we won't be able to afford the energy, the electricity that we're, that we want or that we need or, or that we're going to be required to as we force electrification of your cooking, your heating and your car. 
that that's going to be a real challenge uh, coming up in the future if we keep cutting out all those natural resources that provide that electricity. And speaking of uh, EVs, uh, Ford CEO Jim Farley uh, got a reality check. A reality check during an F-15 Lightning Road 60, uh, Route 66 road trip. Um, he said that uh, he was having trouble with the charging situation, like everyone says. I mean, the Ford CEO had to use a low-speed charger in one area that delivered him a 40% charge in 40 minutes. I like the CEO of Ford. I like Jim Farley. I like, you know, he's the cousin of, of Chris Farley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And when you put the pictures of those two together, I mean, I keep waiting for him to break into a Saturday Night Live skit, Jim <laughs> Farley, when he's talking. He's got to. And he has made, if you follow him on any platform, he, he does make some pretty funny uh, you know, comments about some, some Chris Farley stuff. And some of the other, some of the other things I've seen is when Elon Musk tweets, uh, tweets about Jim driving his F-150 lightning and it's the van, <laughs> down by. the van down by the river, the whole, the whole Chris Farley sketch. Um, uh, but this is, this is the reality here. I mean, we're, we're trying to force this, um, electrification of these vehicles, and and it, there's just not enough infrastructure to to do it the way that we would need it to actually uh, do business or, or or commute the way that the government wants us to because it's it's just not going it's not going as fast as uh, everybody thinks it's it's supposed to be going. Well, then it goes back to the that guy the story that came out I think about a week or two ago in Canada that had to install two chargers in his home for an eighty five thousand dollar Ford F one fifty. Uh, one at work and one at home, for a total of $10,000. He also had to upgrade his home's electrical panel for about $6,000 in order to accommodate the charger. Overall, he spent $100,000 on this Ford F-150. And uh, on a road trip to Chicago, he wound up just couldn't find places to charge. Uh, He actually got into a very small accident, and apparently it was going to take like six months. took six months to fix this very small accident he was in. Wow. And then uh, on this road trip that he was on, he just said, screw it. He broke down, had to uh, have the uh, truck towed to a Ford dealership, and then uh, got a Toyota 4Runner, full gas, to finish his trip. It doesn't surprise me one bit. And and we're not against electric cars. No. I think electric cars are cool. I, I think they got a lot of power. I think there's, I think there's definitely a, a place for them. But what I'm concerned with is how much more are we going to try to push on to people when as soon as we start as soon as we start making everybody drive electric vehicles and then all of a sudden it's going to be you have to cook with electricity you have to clean uh, or you have to heat your water with electricity you have to dry your clothes with electricity and you're going to have to have an electric fireplace all, all this stuff is 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 on the agenda that's coming down the pipeline and we we have to be able to recognize this and say you know what propane is here it's clean there's a bunch of cleaner propane in the future that's all actually already in production in use today between renewables biopropane and this uh this new uh, this new advancement from illinois tech there's so much new technology coming that's going to help reduce our our greenhouse global emissions and propane is definitely a fuel to do that and we've got to keep it relevant 
otherwise we're going to be living on on coal power plants and all of our gas is going to be is going to be gone well i mean quick question as we wrap up uh are we giving zions a bus we never heard back we never heard any so our last episode we offered anybody at zions to reach out to us and we would give them a propane powered bus because we know the the old propane powered buses are are got a lot of miles on them and we know that uh, proterra just filed bankruptcy and we doubt that they're going to get their electric buses anytime soon so again we'll just throw that out there one more time anybody at zion's national park you gotta you gotta you're listening to the show because we're on every wednesday down there if you're uh if you're listening you got any connections down there give us a call we'd love to uh get you a new bus that is tom clark executive director of rocky mountain propane association my name is rand dewitt and we are always online at stateofenergy.com